brought to you by Soul Fire Productions. Hello and welcome to Mother the Mother. I am McLean McGowan. This podcast is an offering for all women to gather energetically, sister to sister, mother to mother, to co-create a sacred space for healing, educating, and sharing as we journey through motherhood and womanhood. It is such an incredibly powerful moment in time to be a woman, and I thank you for showing up on behalf of yourself and for all of the women in your lives, past, present, and future, to honor our matriarchal lines, all who came before, and all who will come after. Jema. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm your host, McLean McGowan. As always, it is such an honor to be here with you. So thank you for showing up for yourself, for your family, and for all of us, because this truly is a co-creation. We are creating the world we want to be living in. As I've shared over the past couple of months, I've been going through my own rebirth internally and also externally, and now it's really taken place in the podcast. So July, it'll be this episode and one more episode, and then we'll take a break for August, and I'll come back in the fall with renewed energy, a new look, a new vibe, and I'm still in process, so I don't even know what that's going to be, but it feels really exciting and new and fresh. And with all of us, we're always changing, right? Like every day you have the ability to wake up and be new. And there can be so much fear and trepidation about letting the parts of you die off that are ready to go. But when we are courageous enough to do that, it's amazing what comes up to the surface, the new ways we're able to express ourselves. So I'm really excited to be changing and to be showing up in new ways. I'm also really interested in creating more of the weave. You hear me talk a lot about the village. And in the village, why that was so important when it comes to new mothers, postpartum mothers, pregnant mothers, is because we learned from those around us. We learned from those that came before us. You know, pregnancy wasn't something to be feared because we saw our sisters pregnant. We saw our moms pregnant. We saw all of our aunties in the village pregnant. Same with birth. Birth wasn't a traumatic emergency. It was just everyday life in a village, right? We see natural birth around us. We don't fear it. So that applies to everything, at least to me. And I grew up with multi-generational parties, communities, and I really see the benefit in that. And so I'm expanding the podcast reach a little bit out because I think it's so important not to just bring lip service to the village, but to actually in real time be creating a space for the village. So I want to learn from the elders above me and I want to learn from the youth below me and everything in between. And that's really what sacred space means to me. It's all of us are welcome. There's a seat at the table for all of us to learn from each other. And really acknowledging age is not better or worse. Age is just a number. We have lifetimes where we all are experiencing different things. And so how amazing when we can just freely give and also receive the wisdom that comes with that. And so that leads me right into today's guest, Kinsey Burke. It was such an honor to have her on here. Many of you probably know her from Instagram. She's been big in the wellness scene for a couple of years now. And it was really rooted in food. She had beautiful photographs. I loved all the things she shared about food and, you know, organic lifestyle and wellness, especially being in your young 20s, mid 20s, which she was at the time. And now it's been really beautiful to see her rebirth and pivot in her work. And that's one of the reasons I was so interested in having her on this podcast was to 
talk about that because it's really fascinating. You know, living our lives on social media is a new thing. This is not something that we've studied for decades, right? So it's really interesting to see someone so young that had great success burn it all down, rebuild it in the public eye, come back with beautiful boundaries and just a new up level, it feels. And so I was really fascinated by watching her journey and inspired by it. So I really hope that you enjoyed this listen. It was an honor to talk with her. And I'm going to pull an oracle card for us right now to set the tone. Per usual, allow what resonates to come into your field, that which does not to gently bounce off of your auric field back into the ethers from which it came. I pulled the card, Ho Zhao, the beauty way of the Navajo. You are my sacred earth child, and I am your divine earth mother. With unconditional love, I provide all that you want and need so that you may fulfill your sacred destiny. We will always belong to each other. With abundance and generosity, I support you, revealing the divine beauty meant for you, so that joy and awe shall fill your soul. Relax now. It is time for you to be healed. There is a beautiful solution available. Do not place your faith in worry or stress. Allow life to unfold. As you relax and give yourself permission to rest within the vastness and beauty of nature, you will become receptive to the best way to handle things. Don't try to figure it out by force. Let go and trust what is needed. And trust that it is coming to you at the perfect time and in the perfect way. Your peaceful mind shall perceive readily and accurately all that you need to know. The beauty way reminds you that beneath the noise, beneath your worries and concerns, there is oneness between you and life. Even if your world may feel chaotic at times, even if you fear that you have gone off track, the path that will return you to peace, beauty, balance, and harmony is always here for you. You do not have to become stressed or exhausted to fix it. Whatever isn't working, solutions can come to you more easily when you allow yourself to drop out of the pain and into the pleasure of the beauty way. Sometimes problems will disappear altogether in this place, and you shall realize that they were nothing more than the dark creation of an overworked, fatigued mind. Sometimes you will discover a different way to look at things, a helpful vision gifted by great spirit, and gain the energy to become productive, applying a simple and inspired idea that changes everything. The beauty way isn't about ignoring the reality of the world or becoming superficial. The beauty way is a deep spiritual feeling of trust, openness, and appreciation of the divine presence shining in all aspects of life. This appreciation restores the soul with a sublime recognition of a greater loving intelligence that is always present, always inviting, always responding. When some form of ugliness is disturbing your soul, threatening to steal your peaceful trust in the divine, you are guided back to the beauty way, back into worshipful reverence of the sacred. From that place, you then become empowered to deal with the situation in a way that increases love and joy in yourself and in the world. Rather than being overtaken by the ugliness, you are able to offer beauty instead. Can you relax for a moment now? This is your first step into the beauty way. Allow the simple beauty of nature, of human kindness, of divine love to seep deep into your soul, infusing it like a sacred tea. Divine beauty moves through you and fills you, bringing you a lightly euphoric feeling. You can be uplifted, renewed, at peace. The divine feminine knows how to create beautiful harmony. She includes you, your life journey, all human beings, and the world as a whole within her wisdom and grace. When you relax into her beauty, she will show you many possibilities. She will help you attract what you need and want most. In this way, you can become a channel through which her creative healing energy can flow abundantly into your life and to others in this world. This is the healing process.
process to say this. Today I walk the beauty way, all darkness and evil departs. I now become beauty and peace. With the cool breeze of divine grace renewing me from within, my thoughts and my words are beautiful. Nothing shall hinder my reverence and ease. All day I walk the beauty way. So be it. Kenzie, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. So nice to connect. And, you know, it's always such a nice kind of download or it's not even the right word, like a little ping from the universe when you just ask someone something and they say yes. So thank you for saying yes. Yes, of course. I feel like when you know, you know. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I just had that feeling. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And as we were just talking before hitting record, there's so much that we both have been navigating these past two years. And one of the things I really wanted to talk to you about is the sense of rebirth and coming back to yourself in a new way. And I'm going through that in my own life. In Vedic astrology, I was already going through my midlife awakening. As she said, she's like, dear, it's not a crisis. It's an awakening. (laughs) Um, It just happened to parallel the pandemic. So it's been an interesting time. So I am right there in the rebirth. Haven't come out of it yet. So following you on Instagram and, you know, seeing all the beautiful content you have always brought and shared. And then really, I was just so inspired when I saw how you took a break, fully owned what your journey was and your process and your privacy, which I really respect too, and then came back in a new way. So I would just love to kind of dig into what that was like for you, why, what came up for you in that process, and almost like the instigation behind it, but then how you evolved within it. Mm -hmm. There's so much there. (laughs) And I'm sure you've seen, I feel like it's been the past probably six weeks that I've been on the other side of it. So I feel like just my presence on social media is just lighter in just a way that I am having feelings now that I've never felt before of happiness within myself and knowing that I'm on the right path, which is just I feel like I've been awakening since I was born, honestly, and on this who am I kind of path since I was born. I was just always kind of like an interesting child, had a very hard time fitting in, never satisfied, always frustrated. That's always my gauge that I'm not on the right path is when I'm frustrated. Mm. Fast forward to the pandemic and everything you were saying, I do feel like a lot of us light workers, I call us the chosen ones. It was like, there's no stopping this awakening, even if we wanted. Yeah. And there's so much to say. I mean, but I guess I'll just kind of go back to two years ago. So I'm 26. I moved to LA when I was 18. And, you know, with no money, no family, nothing. I moved to Calabasas, got a room. So it was hard. And it was, it wasn't, I wouldn't say joyful. And I wouldn't say my childhood was joyful. Not because I didn't have good parents or anything. It's just like, I wasn't satisfied. I think deep down, I've always been searching I don't think. I've always been searching and I've definitely searched in different areas, whether that was like new homes, new locations, new cars, new this, new that. And I feel that what this past two years and this awakening's really shown me is it's starting within me. And then that's the feeling that I'm looking for. And it's also being in alignment and having courage to find that alignment. And basically two years ago when the pandemic had hit, I had a pretty successful business that was up and running a very large and very engaged Instagram following. And it was in health and wellness, kind of mind, body, soul and food and and all of that, which was 
a passion of mine. I wouldn't say it was like my career passion, but it kind of had taken off for me. And so I was running with it, but still just kind of in the rat race, you know, and definitely comparing myself to what other people are doing on social media, trying to keep up, you know, I need a YouTube, I need a podcast, I need all these things. Within a year and a half, I had wrote three health and wellness books, launched a product, podcast, launched a podcast line and built an app from scratch and built an Instagram following of 100,000 people in not even two years. It was like a year and a half. Wow. What do you, how, like, that's huge. Yeah. (laughs) I don't realize, didn't realize it until now. Yeah. Even as now I'm like rebuilding kind of the life and the business that I actually want and I have moments of fear and stuff and I have to remember, like I did all of that not intentionally, you know? So (laughs) now that I'm being intentional, what can I do? Yeah. That's so powerful. Mm -hmm. What do you kind of attribute all, was it kind of all together, everything worked together? Because that's a massive Instagram following Mm -hmm. for a lot of us listening. So what do you kind of attribute that? Is it like the timing of it all? Did you just like go for it every single day? Were you sharing everything? Like what did that look like? I think it was one, right place, right time. Two, I think I worked so hard to have that, not necessarily in that industry or in that lane, but I moved at 18 And from 18 to 22, I worked seven days a week. I was nannying, personal assisting. I had raised a newborn when I was 18 for two years. And then on the side, I was like hustling. So I was hustling in fashion. I was doing a lot of internships and all these things. And I was working so hard and I wanted my own business. And I was trying to be in fashion. Like I was posting all these fashion-y things on my social media. And that's what I really wanted. But I was also frustrated because I was 21. And I'm in this, you know, the industry downtown. And I would be interning for designers and stylists and picking up stuff. But like I was 21. I wasn't there yet. I didn't have what they had. So I got really frustrated and really sick, really sick. Because at this point, it had been four or five years of struggling, you know, and living on my own, not having family, not having friends and working seven days a week. So I got sick naturally. And I started to pursue health and wellness as kind of my own personal outlet. And then at that point, I had found a really cool method of eating called food combining. And I was super into that. And I was, I felt like I was able to control my body, which I think that's really the beginning of anyone's spiritual awakening is you really start with food. Mm-hmm. And so I started to realize, oh my God, I can change how I look and I can change how I feel. So it, it really fascinated me. And I, I'm just such a creative person. So I started making an ebook in health and wellness. Mm. And I was personal assisting for a blogger and she had kind of a following. So she would post me, but I was posting fashion stuff. And then I just slowly started to post food stuff. And I wrote an ebook and I made it kind of look like Vogue on my own and Photoshop. And I just was sharing it every single day. And it gotten the right person's hand at the right time and it went viral but basically an overnight success which is a whole other story and I am talking a lot about that now that I'm like really knowing what I'm doing in Mm -hmm. my life for business and how I can't compare anything to that overnight success because I do feel like it actually was I mean it's a part of my path but I wouldn't recommend it because Mm. you know when you go from pinching pennies to making you know a quarter million dollars in a couple months having nothing to having everything and It can go just as fast as it comes, not because you're not great, but because you have to be able to hold Mm -hmm. what you're getting. And I couldn't hold it because it came so fast. And I just got chills. Yes. And it was so then, you know, I was this food girl. I was getting asked to be on all these podcasts and I was getting managed, you know, and everyone 
And so I was like, great, I'm this food girl. So I was running with it and I was throwing money at it. And it was like, what can I do to make it bigger and better and all these things? The pandemic hit and I actually awakened deeply for the first time. And it was, the past two years was not, you know, cute awakening. It was like, (laughs) who am I? Why am I mad at my parents? Mm -hmm. Why did this happen to me? You know, and I did it for a year this awakening journey with the old business. And then it got to a point when I got COVID, which we were kind of talking about and had a huge fever where I was just like, this is not even my lane. This isn't my business. I need privacy. You know, because I was doing all these things that you think you should do. I was sharing long captions about myself on Instagram because I thought I needed to share myself. And I was realizing I did all these things because I felt like I had to. And I feel very fortunate to be someone who's so in tune with how I feel. And I'm the first person with not much fear to be able to be like, I don't care how much money I'm making. I don't care who I am. I don't care how many people are going to watch me do this, but it doesn't feel right. And that's what I did. And that in itself was really hard because that, you know, it was thrilling to drop that whole career publicly. Like it felt, it was exhilarating. I love a good adrenaline rush. But after I did it, (laughs) there was like six, seven, eight months this winter where I had to go super private and actually look at myself for the first time without any distractions. Because at this point, I had nothing. You know what I mean? Like it was, there was no, I had to really sit with my own Mm -hmm. decisions. Mm. So there's a lot there. Love that. Yeah, all (laughs) of it. I'm just like, yes. It's so powerful to witness that because, you know, I'd followed you before and like the food is beautiful and, you know. I've gone through such a journey. I mean, at 44, I've gone through like every food thing, right? And medical medium, raw food in the 90s, you know. And so for me, like food has really become this thing where it's, it fuels me and it is important and it serves us in so many ways. And I just don't want to think about it all day, you know, yeah, like I want to get on with my day. Yeah, you want to be private in a way. And you need space to be able to go where you need to go totally. with your body. And there's yeah. different seasons and yeah. yeah, I mean, it was beautiful, the food thing, but I knew in my gut, yeah. I was like, I'm outgrowing this so fast totally. because I feel like I'm a very fast moving human. And mm-hmm. so from a business perspective, what I learned about myself is I need a business because I have the energy and the stamina to do it that's outside of me mm-hmm. so that, you know, if I'm going through a process, the business can live on. Yeah. When it was food, it was like me making recipes every day and, you know, some I don't want to do that every day. Yeah. I don't want to tell people how to eat. I didn't want people to send me messages asking if they could eat this. I'm like, do you? I'm glad that like it's helped you on your journey, but it helped me on my journey for a three-month timestamp. And that's something I learned about myself too, is like, those are the kind of things that I don't need to make a career and turn into a career. Yeah. And I think that's such an interesting thing that we're all learning from social media is Mm -hmm. what is ours and what is business. And then of course there's overlap sometimes, but then they're separate too. And Mm -hmm. then it changes too when you get in a relationship, when you in relationship, when you have children. I mean, there's so many different privacy issues that come up too. Yeah. But for me, because I have so much Scorpio in me, I love that in you. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm Libra, North Node Libra in the eighth house. Okay. So Scorpio. Mm -hmm. So I love, it's like stealth is my word. Mm -hmm. I love Mm -hmm. being able to come out, do a podcast, you know, be super like this. And people know these things about me. But then I also love if for four months people are like, what is she? Where is she? I need that freedom. Mm -hmm. What is your sun sign? Aries. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love the Aries. Yeah. So many of my good girlfriends are Aries. I'm Aries South Node. So am I. Oh. Yeah. So that means we're Libra North Node, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 
So when you went through, do you consider it a dark night of the soul? Like, did you really just feel like you went down, down, down to then rise back up? Is that kind of how you would characterize it? Yeah. Yeah. It was super dark. There was points when I thought, like, when I look back to last summer when I decided to stop my career, I, I thought that, oh, in three months I'll have it all figured out and I'll be back up and running and the universe had other plans. No matter what I tried to do from last August until this last April, the universe would not let me, would not let me enter relationships, would not let me make money, would not let me get anything going. And I could just feel it like it wasn't possible. And it, when I finally, and this gives me chills, but when I finally, I was in Nashville in April, hit another huge big thing from the universe. And at this point, I was so used to it because I have been through so much in the past two years, like so much pain, so much heartache, so many hard lessons, moments of despair that I, my pain tolerance has gotten super high. So finally, another big thing happened to me. It was in April and I was just like, fuck it. Fine. (laughs) I'm done trying. Mm -hmm. I'm not okay. I just said it. I called a friend of mine and I was like, you know what? I'm just not okay. I'm not okay. This is just not great. And I'm over it. I'm over it all. I am not kidding you. I love you because your face is just so cute right now. And you're like, (laughs) I'm not okay. I'm not okay. I was okay then. Mm. Everything changed. Everything flipped. I have been on the right track since. Everything I've ever like wanted career-wise has been lining up. I feel happiness I've never felt. But it You know, you hear about surrendering. I've been reading about surrendering. I've been listening to podcasts about surrendering. I didn't realize what that meant until I actually did it. And I really think it's because I just, when you get present, you know what I mean? Like I wasn't trying to manipulate something. I wasn't trying to change something. I just was like, fine, this is my life. Like I can't believe that this is my life. And it's funny because I am young and I like know as I'm speaking that, you know, I'm in my 20s and anyone who's listening to this is, But I'm also such an old soul and my life has been way more quote unquote serious than another, you know, person in their 20s has been. And I've accumulated this life that's really asked me to hold a large threshold, you know, even just creating kind of a big business. So my life had leveled to kind of a higher level. You know, and I've had to kind of still hold that while going through this growth. So it's just been a really interesting path, but I can now see at this moment why, you know, there's so many points where I'm like, where's the man? I'll just have a baby. Like I just, that's great. (laughs) I've always wanted to be a mom, you know, but I can now see why. And the same with my career, like I've always known in my heart what I've wanted to do. Why did it not line up or why could I not just do it until now? And I see why there was like so many things and lessons that you have to go through and learn to get to the place to be the person and the at the level you know the 7.0 8.0 version of yourself for those things to take place or like I see now how much I've wanted to bypass the career thing at certain points and I think everybody has different karma right and for some reason Career's a huge thing for me in my life and money's a huge thing for me in my life I don't know why I know there's some people that it's just not but for me it is And I can see why I have had to and have to get this done and right and in the right place for myself before that relationship comes in because it's a huge part of me. 100%. And I didn't realize that, you know, and so I think just going back to anyone going through an awakening or a rebirth, the biggest thing I think is just trusting that wherever you are is important 
and wherever you're going is going to take you to the level you need to be at to attract what's coming. Totally. For anyone here that gains great benefit for the podcast and might want to delve a little bit deeper in, I wanted to let you know the four main ways to work with me right now. Number one is my monthly membership, Sovereign Sisterhood. This is a sacred space each month where we gather for a live call and we show up exactly as we are. These are for women and mothers. You do not have to be a mom. It's for women with like-minded similarities. We are thinking outside the box. We are questioning mainstream narratives. We might be homeschooling. We're interested in self-responsibility. We're interested in sovereignty. So if that sounds like you, please reach out. You can find more information on my Instagram at Mother the Mother. My second way to work with me is through my coaching container, which varies client to client. I work with young women before they're even thinking about having babies, just helping their nutrition get super tight, helping them maybe for the first time delve into the personal work, all the way through conscious conception, down into the fertility journey with both partners. I work with mamas who are wanting to become pregnant, who are pregnant, working all the way through the pregnancy, newly postpartum mothers, helping women get their postpartum plans up and running, all the way to moms with teenagers. So I use a lot of different tools from nutrition, yoga, Pilates, to meditation and hypnosis, to the biofrequency healing medicine, Reiki. I really come at the coaching container from a holistic view. And to me, that's how you get really effective results in a shorter amount of time. But you also have to be ready to show up and do the work. So I'm here to support you, but you're the one that's activating the massive changes. The third way is my healing sessions, which I'm offering on a one-on-one basis. So you'd reach out to me and kind of tell me what you're wanting to work on. This is very deep work through the quantum field. So this is biofrequency medicine, Reiki and getting really clear on what habits and patterns you're ready to release, what traumas you're ready to release to step into the life and the person you've been wanting to be. And lastly, Healy. This is the biofrequency device that has come into my life and rapidly up-leveled me, changed me for the better. I feel such a difference on a complete 360-degree way. So if you're wanting to learn more about Healy, how to become part of the family, we are starting a Quantum Leap container July 18th that will go through October 18th. So if you want more information on that, please email me hello at motherthemother.com and we can have a chat. Sending love out to all of you. Ma. Yes, yes, yes to all of that. And that's something I always really talk with my clients about constantly, especially as moms, is money comes and goes, love comes and goes, like everything comes and goes if you can't hold it, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's why doubling down on self-care every day, your spiritual practice, like all of that to ground you so that you can hold. And what are you ready to release so that the new can come in and you can hold it, you know? And it isn't just a cute little term. It's like, it's a big thing. Like it's a big thing to be able to grow your business and hold it and hold the family if you have, you know? And so I think that's just such an important thing for anyone listening, wherever you are in your life, to really know that your energetic kind of auric field matters so much and the work that you put in, you know, like now will always serve you wherever you go. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, being able yeah. to hold it is so important because those things do come and go. And mm-hmm. it, it really comes down to yourself, like relationships can come and go, work can ebb and flow. 
But it really goes back to that security and trust you have within yourself, mm-hmm. which is why I so realize that, I mean, it does take form, you know, in a physical matter, it's like, okay, it's the business and the correct business for me and that alignment, but it's, it's deeper than that. It's like me realizing I have been able to navigate and find that and listen to that calling and push through, mm-hmm. you know, cause I knew I could have kept running with the business I had and been wildly successful yeah. and I was good at it, you know, mm-hmm. but it didn't feel right. And so then when I dropped it, and had spelled this whole year just like, what the hell do I have? What am I going to do now? You know, it wasn't even what am I going to do now is how am I going to get out of this? How am I going to get yeah. through this? When it feels so dark, you can't even imagine, you know, from like large engaged Instagram following, anything I dropped, I could make money, right? And then you don't have that anymore. And so it's terrifying, right? But at the end of the day, the big lesson in it is it's not about that. It's like showing myself that I can trust myself. I can go through a whole year's process and build something again. And that I feel like just strengthens my relationship with myself on such a deep level. Yes. And I think those little things when we show up for ourselves, like our allyship, right? Like really becoming your best friend. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like I've just hit that through these past two years of going through such hell. It's like, you know, the coal and the fire being turned into a diamond. Like there's so many more things I love about myself because I know I can do things. I'm way less limited in my thinking about what I can and cannot handle now. There's so many blessings. It's like little things just don't even, because I'm like, that's not, that's nothing. We'll face that. It's fine. You know? Yes. The little things that used to rattle me or rattle my nervous system. It's like, no, I can hold that now. Like that's, that's on lock. Like that's good. I feel the same way on so many levels. There are so many little things that used to shatter me, mm-hmm. thoughts and, and different family dynamics. And now I just feel so resilient. Yeah. Resilient. That's a really good word. So God, there's so many things to go with, with all that. So as you have now really stepped into your new self, what were like the logistics? Cause I always like to know the logistics when I'm hearing people talk about their businesses how did you, like, you deleted a lot, right, mm-hmm. of your past. Yes. Was that really a great feeling? Yes, I deleted the food. <laughs> it felt really good because, again, I've known who I've wanted to be and want to be. I've known who I've wanted to be since I was eight years old, five years old. I mean, I remember just being, like, four and knowing the life I wanted. I remember being eight and making statements of, like, this is the life I'm going to live. Wow. So I've always known and I knew even in what I was creating, like just an Instagram post, for example, like I knew if that post was aligned with that person and that vision. And again, like if someone looks at my Instagram, it is, it's very editorial. You wouldn't know that that person has soul. And I've had so many different advisors, spiritual teachers, so many people who were like, you know, that's not you. I see a different you. And so then I would, I would go on Instagram and I'd post a long thing and I would post you know, my own podcast, or I would share things based off of that feedback. And they didn't feel like me because it's like, yes, I do have depth and I have soul, but I also have this like artistic, visionary for my Instagram feed. Like that's more my business. You know, I don't want to share this Mm -hmm. part of me on my feed. And maybe that doesn't make sense to everybody, but it makes sense. It feels right to me. So it took a lot of discerning and being like, okay, You know, so many people are like, you have such a beautiful soul. Why are you posting that bikini photo? Well, because like, that's what I want to do on there, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So it really took me deconditioning from all those voices. 
and I just went through my feed and I remembered every moment when I post something, how it felt. And I kept all the ones that felt good up and all the ones that I felt like I was doing it because I thought I should, mm-hmm. I just took down. That felt really good. That felt really, really, really good. And I have such a sense of clarity of where I am going in my career. And I've never been like a long-term person. I never book flights. Like if someone says we're going to go here in September, I will not book the flight till the day before. (laughs) So I'm not a long-term person, but with this new career path, it's like I'm in it for the long run. And I've always been someone who runs before I walk. I never crawled as a child. I just stood up and walked it when I was eight months old. And that is just, I think, does such a disservice in so many ways because then I skip steps and then I have to go back and develop and do those steps that I've missed, which is why I feel like I've had this go full force, you know, overnight success. And then wait a minute, let me take the whole business down. Let me reevaluate everything and let me rebuild, you know, because it was that running before I walked. And with this new path that I'm on, I see for the first time ever the longevity. I see how I'm not trying to manipulate time and how I'm going through the steps and like doing the little legal things and doing the things that normally I would do five days after launch, you know, sweating. So I see the longevity of it. And so I feel like just my energy on social media, I'm really mindful of how now that I'm creating it to just play into that kind of role of Mm -hmm. who I want to be because I don't want to be that in two years person who needs to delete their feed or needs space or that's something that I feel like I did this year and that was a big lesson like I took space God universe supported me through that thankfully but it's not something I want to have to do again now okay I want to be able to build a business where If I have a baby or if I'm going through something, the business can live on and I can have a minute. And I think when it's aside from you, that's possible. My other business was my soul, my podcast, what I was eating that day. So if I had an off day, you know, I wasn't doing business, Mm -hmm. which was hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's so beautiful. And I feel all that when I look at your feed, you know, it feels really gorgeous and curated and beautiful photographs and also like an up level, you know, it feels the things you share beautiful. It's, you know, it's like, especially those of us that have followed you before, like all the soul and all the beauty still resonates. Like, I don't think it's, you know, it's both Mm -hmm. and it's not either or. And I do think as we grow, I mean, everything grows. Like it feels very womanly, you know, it's like you've up leveled. Yes. And something that I just love so much is imagery. And I would always pair imagery with long words. And that was like a form of validation isn't the right word, but like it was proving energy. I was trying to prove, right? Mm-hmm. When, where now I'm kind of taking my power back and saying like this image is just going to speak for itself. Right, that's enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm thinking about so many things <laughs> in my own rebirth. I'm like, I want to delete my <laughs> Oh, it's photos. really refreshing. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I've halfway done it. And then, cause I did go a couple months ago. I just got rid of all my highlights from like for eight years and like all my baby photos and everything. But I was just like, it's time, you know? But I want to, I think I'm going to, mm-hmm, you've inspired me. I think that drastic times call for drastic measures. Yeah. So one thing that you asked what's really like helped me just make this pivot. So I've always known I wanted to have a clothing line. Always known. And finally in April, I just was like, I'm doing it. I'm doing the clothing line after I surrendered. And I came back to LA. Sometimes I think the best thing to do is step away from your environment. Because for some, you can all of a sudden just see your life. And what is so great about it when you're out of it, because when you're in it every day, it's hard to see sometimes. 
So when I came back to LA, it was like, and I've tried to do clothing before. I've tried to kind of divvy in it, but it was so daunting. And anyone will be like, you're starting a clothing line. That's the hardest industry you can go into. When I say that everything has lined up after just really finally making that decision, because I've wanted to so many times, but I had fear of those voices. Like, it's a money pit. It's a da-da-da-da-da. Everything has lined up down to like the manufacturer and the person, you know, the product development, everything, the idea, it's like flowing. And for the first time ever, I don't have to use my brain at all to do this business. It's like coming from in my gut and it's just flowing and pouring. And but one thing that, you know, drastic times call for drastic measures is I was like, I need to change my energy because there's still some fear in like a lot of outside people wouldn't say this, but I feel like I'm launching a brand from square one as far as like audience and all of that. And it's scary to do it. It's really terrifying. But I wanted that kind of grit and that discipline. And I really think that like to believe in myself and to show up because when you're starting a business, no one is telling you, wake up and do this today. You have to wake up and to create something out of nothing. It's like creating matter. It's really an interesting process. So I did this insane seven-day enzyme fast and cleanse. Oh, yeah. I was curious about that. Oh, it changed my life. Really? Yeah. Well. Have you ever water fasted before? No. I haven't either. Mm -mm. I haven't either, but I would imagine that, you know, moments of it were like water fasting. You just get, you know, food grounds you into the earth and when you're not eating, you're like very euphoric. Which I love that feeling. Yes, I do too. (laughs) But it's also hard, you know. But anyways, I did it 50% for my body because I felt like I needed a change, but 50% for my mental. Because I was like, if I can, you know, not eat and do that for seven days, you're still nourishing yourself, but for seven days, then what can I do, you know? And it was also like I, after this whole year, and whole past years, I felt like I was a hot mess. Like I just was really going through so many things, friends, family, work. You know, I've had some great friends who stood by me through the whole time, but I also was a hot mess. So I did this enzyme cleanse and then I decided when I was done that I was going to start every day with the Joe Dispenza 20-minute meditation, whether I wanted to or not. Because that was the other thing. It's like when you do something, whether you want to or not, that builds self-confidence. So anyways, that was kind of my rebirth into this new like drastic times call for drastic measures, changing my energy. And I really came back different from putting myself through that weak portal. And yeah, I've done like Joe Dispenza meditation every single day. And that has just been, that's been it. Like I, I, I surrendered, I made the decision and then I did something drastic and did not go back to the same old things, Mm -hmm. you know, because I've moved my body every day. I've eaten well every day, but it was getting to the point where I was like, do you want to, do you want to move your body right now? Or do you want to do this and then do it? You know, and that I think when you're starting a business or starting something new, like you have to, there's two sides of the spiritual aspect, which is like honoring yourself, which I did a lot of in the past year. How do I feel? Do I want to sleep in? Do I need to nurture my inner child? And then there's, it gets to a point where it's like, well, you do still have to show up in life and do things whether you want to or you don't. And I found that just creating these little routines for myself to tighten up my own ship that makes me, you know, show up, it overpours or overflows into other areas Mm -hmm. where it's like sending that email, whether you want to, or you don't. Totally. It's that self-discipline and that is that allyship, right? It's like trusting yourself. You can do it. You can handle it. Trusting yourself. And then like I find with myself, 
when I have that feeling like, okay, I need to tighten it up, right? Then I just, it, it releases the static from my nervous system. And then it just opens that up for more abundance, whatever it is. Like just send the email, get it off your mind, then it's done. Yeah, you think about it for like thing. two days yeah, and then you do like, it takes yeah. five minutes. Totally. It's wild that we That's do that. That's something I've really been working on for myself, um, especially as a mom of two where it's just like the day will just run, you know, of like, no, just pay the parking ticket. Just like stop looking at it. Just pay it, you know, get it off your thing. I did do a raw milk cleanse for nine days a couple months ago which was very different than a water fast. I've never done a water fast. But even just that, not having to think about food, it was just so nice not to have to feed myself like full meals, you know, just to a break to then have that energy and time to focus on the other stuff. Yeah. Which was spiritual practice. I mean, yes. it really it really does do something. It like spirals you, catapults you into the next thing you're working yeah, towards. Yeah, that's what it felt like, a complete catapult. And because food is such a thing, right? Yeah. It takes a lot of time. It's pleasurable. It's feeling. So when you take that away, I was having moments where I was like, well, what else can give me energy? And then I was finding, well, this new line of work really does give me energy. You know, and that has also helped me see, you know, at noon, it's like, go work. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You don't need to like go out of your way to make a big, cause sometimes I feel like we eat sometimes when we're not even hungry, Yeah. you know? So anyways, it yeah. just gave me space to be able to really evaluate the other places of life that give me energy, which is like doing Pilates really gives me energy. So prioritize mm -hmm. that every morning, mm -hmm. you know, showing up and doing like a meditation that, and having that ritual energizes me. So I'm going to do that. This business energizes me, so I'm going to do that. And it just kind of helps you like recategorize what you are prioritizing when you have that space. It's such a spiritual thing. <laughs> it is. And it, it feeds back into what we were talking about before recording is sovereignty and how a lot of us that are choosing to have awakened to many levels of this over the past two years and how it's just so fascinating like what that has done for me. Like even we were talking about like the rebirth and my podcast and doing a video and like, how can I take more ownership of my daily? And it does feel really good. And I don't have all the answers right now, but just to, just when you're talking about like your Pilates and your schedule and your thing, it's like, that's all you. I mean, you might be getting support or intel from other people, but that really is you. You're not like running off to classes all day. You're not seeking, you know, we, we almost get kind of addicted to looking outside of ourselves. And my whole thing, my whole business is mother the mother. It's like, learning how to be the woman and the mom that you want to be. Like mm -hmm. I, with all of my clients, especially, you know, when I was a doula and now as a coach, I don't have an agenda. I want you to do you and I'm going to support you doing you. And so I think a lot of us have kind of unearthed this new part of ourselves and it's so exciting. Yeah. So like, of course it, it just aligns with you in this business and like really stepping into all of it. Yeah. And it's so powerful. You said, you know, it's like you to you because I was talking to people, different coaches, different mentors, different spiritual teachers a lot in this past year. And I did need the support and I did need the emotional support in a lot of ways. And I have some family things. And But in March, I made the decision to stop talking to everybody. Just like I'm going to not do sessions right now. And it, again, like April, March, that's when everything really started to shift because it was me to me. You know, I think even when we're speaking to people it's like we're still looking for something we're still looking for someone to help to fix us, us to fix us mm -hmm. you know and going you to you is the ultimate sovereignty totally
Most of you probably know by now the products that I use and love, but for reference, you can always go to the show notes to find the discount links and codes for all of those. The Healy is the frequency device that I'm using that has literally changed my life within a month using it. If you want to schedule a call to discuss that, uh, there's a link for that. And there's also a link to the website. And if you have any questions about that, please reach out. I'm happy to chat about it. DM me on Instagram at Mother the Mother. I have Organifi products discounted. I love personally the green juice and the red juice for myself and my kids. This is Needed is a great company here in Los Angeles for prenatal and postpartum supplements. It's a woman-owned and run company, and I really love their products. I love their collagen, and I love their prenatals, which you can take prenatally and postpartum. I have a code for that. Sea in the Moon is my all-time favorite body scrub. It smells so good you want to eat it, as does the body scrub. I use the oil on my full body, sometimes my face. My hair, I love to use it on my hair ends, the split ends, and I use it on my kids' skin too, and they love it. It's light, and it absorbs so quickly, and it smells like summer. It's so yummy. It's made here in Malibu by my good friend Carson Meyer, also a birth doula. And then Bamboobies is a newer product that I am loving. They have tons of products, actually. This is great for you new mamas or expectant mamas that are planning your postpartum time, or if you are already in your postpartum time, they've got great bras great nipple balm, great teas to promote lactation that are super easy to use and hydrating. They have a ton of products, so there's a link for that as well. So please check out if you're wanting to add any of these to your lifestyle, and I'm also happy to chat about them. Sending you love, Jema. And we need that support. I mean, like you're saying, we need at different times in our lives. But then it's so freeing just to know that you've learned the things to now serve you here in this present moment to really take your next steps. For sure. You know, and I think about that a lot because I have so many different labels and so many different connections with people, you know, namely small children. But at the end of the day, like all I really have is myself always. Right. I have a husband. I have a family. I have kids. I have friends. I have clients. I have this whole world, but we're all just walking ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. So it's very empowering. Like to me, that's not depressing. That's actually really liberating. it's super (laughs) empowering. Yeah. So for anyone that's listening that, let's say, maybe hasn't gone through this yet or kind of knows deep down they need to let it go, let the parts of themselves die that they know is no longer serving them, like what would your advice be to that? And that's an open-ended question a little bit because everyone has a different I mean, journey. I'm just going to say what I would say to anyone and everyone, but I'm also, something I've learned about myself is learning how to stay out of people's, people's <laughs> business because I dive in head first, clearly. I mean, I dive in and I think there's so much beauty in that because I accelerate at rapid speed. I mean, all my friends are in their 30s, have kids, because I'm just like, beyond my years. And I attribute a lot of that for how fast I move. So my, you know, my advice from like me would be just go dive in. And I think that so many people don't because of fear, like, well, how am I going to support myself? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? And I've had those moments too, you know, and it's, I think when I say dive in, dive in and don't expect that it's going to be amazing, like happy every day. It's going to be so brutal and it can be hard. But I feel like when you take that calling, you're always supported. You know, somehow things work out. They really do. I don't know how, but they just do. 
And I think that for me, it's more important to take a chance and take a risk because on the other side of that is just a far more aligned, happy, know who I am human than living a numb life when I deep down know that I don't want to be doing this. I don't agree with these people. I don't like who I'm surrounding myself with and I'm not proud of myself. So for me, no amount of, I mean, I would take any amount of pain to have that. And coming out on the other side is kind of how I started this podcast is I was not a joyful child. I did not feel joy in my early adulthood. I am just experiencing what it feels like to feel joy. But I've been pushing for that my whole life, you know? And so coming out on the other side, I do know you do get on the other side of it when it's time and when you have what you need. And I feel like I've had a really serious childhood and upbringing and early adulthood. And I can see now doing all these things. It's like, I feel like the next part of my life and that next stage is going to be young. Like I'm going to be younger. I'm going to have more fun and be lighter. And I see that coming and I'm feeling it and seeing it already. Mm, That just gave me chills because you are such a light being. (laughs) And I feel the same way. I had a very serious childhood in a lot of ways, you know, very hypervigilant, whatever my story was. And as I age, and I think children help too, it's just joy. Like, what is my joy every day? What am I doing? You know, and I I feel younger in my mid 40s now than I did 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. And I do think that's You know, that's one of the interests of having you on this podcast and even just having this podcast is weaving all the ages and stages of us together because like I'm sitting here learning from you. You're learning from the people below you. You're learning from the people above you. Like age is just a number that I just, I feel like that's a thing of the past. It's so is. You know, like we don't even need a disclaimer. It's like, what the fuck? We don't even need to attach to age. I just say how old I am. Not that I'm attached to the number, but I just want to also model because like, one of my spiritual mentors, who's almost 60, seeing how fucking gorgeous she is and badass and like waist length gray hair, it's nice to be modeled that in our society. Like that's a almost 60 year old woman. Like that's what we can be now, right? Yes. And so that's the only reason I ever say my age is because for someone that's 20, they can be like, oh, I can be mid 40s and like love my life and, you know, not have to do Botox and like fake boobs and whatever, you know? So it's just like, we're all learning from each other. A hundred percent. thank you for being here. Of course. <laughs> and I, I feel like the more we're awakening and having these conversations and going through these processes, the more we're undoing, which the younger it's making us. You know, I feel 10, 20 years ago, people weren't doing rebirths, rebrands. It was like, you just did it. Yeah. I think even, you know, my grandparents and parents at certain points were like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, more so like my grandparents, but you've got your career. Like that is just so unheard of, you know? And I do feel like the advantage we have right now, especially the past two years is awakening. What do we want? We can, we can at any point change our path. Mm -hmm. And that I think just shreds ages, age, quote unquote, hundred percent off of us. We get to recreate ourselves, which is so... That's life-giving. I mean, look at, you know, that generation of you start your path at 20 and you're in that career until you're 70. That is not a life force. No. And we don't have to do that. We don't have to give that to our children. I mean, something I read yesterday with the kids now that are like maybe 10 years old, something, I don't know how they got this number, but like 60% of those kids are going to do a career that we've never even heard of. Like, it's just this fascinating time to be alive and it's undo, so cool. you know, and- I was having a conversation with my, one of my young girlfriends who's 32, 
and it's kind of like this group and they're all in their late 20s, early 30s. And when I'm around them, I'm just always fascinated because I'm like, I'm so impressed by the personal work you guys are doing. Like if I had just done all that, it would have catapulted me. But they're like, no, like you have, you did your work so we can do our work, you know? And then that's why I love what you share because the younger 20 year olds that are watching you are learning how to do that. You know, like they might be following you for fashion, but what you're really teaching them is to be themselves and rebirth and fucking go for it. Yeah. And then the teens are seeing that. And, you know, I mean, it just, we all feed each other. A hundred percent. And it's all important. I love that you're sharing it all too. Thanks. Because we all, yeah, we all learn from each other. Well, that's why I really, that's me and anyone that knows me, anyone that has worked with me, that's me. But I was like, that's not being portrayed in how I represent to the world. Because everyone just sees mother the mother and they're like, oh, you have to be a mom. And so for me, that's what I'm trying to figure out is because I want us all at the table. I want more men on here. I want more conscious men. I want the awakened men. Because, you know, especially as a doula, I was doing all this work with the woman, but if the dad's not on board, like all my work's going out the door when I leave. For sure. So it's like, we need all of us at the table having these conversations. Yeah. It's funny. You said that people assume it's mother to mother. Cause when I saw the mother to mother, I was like, oh hell yes. Cause I want to be a mother. So that's how I look at it. I'm like, great. great." Yeah. Good. Because you know, something that really, I didn't read it as mother. You had to be, I didn't. Good. Well, yeah. that's that's yeah. really good feedback <laughs> because there's something about mother the mother to me that's like, for me at least, I get to decide what that is each and every day, you know? Like mm-hmm. motherhood is not just this like sentence you get or this like label and that it's, no, it's ever evolving because every age, every stage, every new development of our kids, I'm a new person, you know? Yeah. So it's like fast track spirituality. Yeah, so. for sure. And I do think, you know, when I became a doula, the whole reason I did that, it wasn't, I I moved out here to be an actress. Like I, doula was not in my game plan. But after I had my first daughter, I was like, holy shit, there's no support on this side. We do all the, the big showers, all the money for the stroller, you know, the birth classes. The birth is like the big event, but then there was nothing on the postpartum side. So that's why I started doing this. That's amazing. It's so funny because I already... I've said this for years, but I'm like, I don't need any of the pre-stuff. I don't need the baby classes. I don't need any of that. I want like what's going to be at my house for food after. And, you know, people buy all the things and like the baby's six pounds and you just hold it for three months. (laughs) Like just fuck the nursery for a moment. (laughs) Amen. Yes. Well, you're going to be thriving then. Oh, I'm going to be. No, motherhood is going to be my. Yeah. I've always known it. Oh. I cannot wait. Yeah, it's it's so cool too, just how the craziness of the past two years has brought this fire in moms and women. Just be like, fuck yes, I'm doing that. You know, like Yeah, it's made me so much more excited to have kids too. Yeah. Just all the alternative educations and all yeah. the people coming together and that just feels I mean, I was in so many different schools growing up and homeschooled and Waldorf school and all these things. So I'm very aware of the schools. You know, and that, and I always knew, like, I want to do something unique. So I love that that's being so supported now. Yeah. And again, it's so sovereign because I don't feel like any school out there is making or breaking my children because I'm like running the show, yes. you know, and it's so powerful. Like, I'm not a slave to a schedule. I'm not a slave to not traveling to Europe because my kids are in school. No, we can fucking do whatever we want. That's amazing. And that is a life worth living. And 
you know, even if we move and we, you know, we want to dabble in schools, great, but it doesn't have to be this like just major commitment. I think that's the thing too, is we're all now seeing that the boxes for whatever our programming it was from our family or the society or whatever, like we literally just have to like lift ourselves up and like step out of the box, right? Like that's all you have to do. (laughs) And same with education. You know, why are you going to go learn all these things? You have to innovate now. Yeah. I mean, you have to get with the times, you know? So I feel like prepping children to just be who they are. It's like, just don't touch them. I know. You know, know. because everything that happened, even my whole, this whole journey we've been talking about, it's just undoing everything that I did or everything that, you know, all the voices and all of that. Because I'm like literally going back to, if you would have asked me at 10 what I was going to be and do and where I was going to live, like that's what I'm, you know what I mean? So that's what you're doing. Yeah. So it's like, just don't touch the child. (laughs) (laughs) Let them do what they want to (laughs) do. It's so true. I know they are our gurus. I mean, they're, they're teaching us so much every day. What my kids say, I'm just like, wow, I needed that. Thank you. (laughs) And they do bring such joy. And I am like, you know, we were talking about earlier, these, these souls coming in, man, they are changing us if we're ready for it, you know, and a lot of us are ready for it now. Yeah. God. Thank God. That's the beauty in the past couple of years. And I also just wanted to say a quick thank you before we sign off is, you know, a lot of us have come to sovereignty. I mean, that's such a wide berth of a term, but let's say for an example, medical freedom or really just questioning. I mean, like when did questioning become illegal? Like it's so crazy. Yeah. But I just really so appreciate you and honor you for being yourself and vocal and a voice because there's been so much fear about cancellation and I have a lot of respect for you for being your age and being strong enough to speak your truth. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I feel really grateful that I did that. Yeah. I had to. I had to. And yeah, I just feel really happy that I did. Yeah. I really do. Because when you when you kind of just give things to the universe, they're nuggets of truth and they will land with people. You they know? will. And I will say that my friend, like I just super aligned with what's with what is right. And I did that, you know, in a time when I really had the space to on social media this past year. And I'm grateful I did because it's not, you know, it was just the right time to be able to do that. And I do know that the right people will always remember that. And I'm grateful for that. And I feel like I did my part. You did. People know where I stand. You did. You did. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I don't, I don't even want to like say anything anymore. No, I'm like, I don't want to talk yeah, about yeah, it anymore same. either. Yeah. But it's just like, I said what I said yeah. and I'm really grateful I did. And as everything continues to play out more so, I can just now be quiet and. hundred percent. And be the smile ally. Smile and wave. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, for me. I support businesses that support oh, human rights, period. So I, remember, I, w- I will remember. <laughs> I remember how I was treated at each individual mm-hmm. place during the past two years. And I shop and go to restaurants accordingly. So and that's how we take our power back yes. with each decision. And it's no one else's business. And it, we don't have to demonize anyone, but it's power in our choices, which is 100%. what I want for everyone. Yeah, it's just taking your power back, which you can do in so many different areas. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. So such a joy. Thank you, thank you. Sitting love out to everyone. Jay Ma.